Okay. It comes here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back, music lovers. You are now tuning in to yet another exciting adventure of Chunky Glass of the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and welcome to your 2017. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, let me let me break it down for you what we do here. Uh, sometimes we have artists over and they hang out and we drink coffee and we talk about some cool shit. But most of the time, uh, we sit down here in my basement, which has just actually been newly um, newly man-caved. It's sort of a technological marvel now. Um, we sit down here uh, and, and discuss an album that we've been listening to for a long time and an album that may be relevant to what's going on. Maybe it's just something we found. Uh, maybe, like, later on this week, uh, we're going to be talking about the Fuji's The Score. Maybe it's an album that we wanted to revisit, one we love, one that you love. And, uh, and you know, me and my friends just sort of work it out. Uh, sometimes, you know, some of those friends are just dudes from around the street corner. Uh, sometimes they're heavy-hitting journalists. You never know who's going to end up down here, uh, which is kind of kind of fun and kind of the point. So, so that is what we do. Um, this week, what we're going to be talking about specifically is Run the Jewels. Uh, we're going to talk, give a little intro in it when, when we hit the basement here in a second. Uh, but if you don't know Run the Jewels, just imagine if a, if a super group from the, uh, planet Hip and Hop, uh, or Rap, so let's say planet Rap, uh, a super group formed and took over all other super groups to be the winner. They went into the Thunderdome and they came out supreme. Uh, and that is what we're talking about with Run the Jewels. Their new album, Run the Jewels 3, is out now. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about that and see how we feel about it. Maybe you have opinions. You, know, you can do that at the comments because it's too late to get in on the taping. Um, and then after that, I'm going to play a little track from our friend Hunter Visions. So that's going to be what your listening experience is today. Uh, so if you are into it and you're like, yeah, I want to, I want to continue down this path, then strap in, get comfortable, uh, get yourself a little beverage. Uh, we had, what were we drinking? We were drinking Bloody Marys for this. No, we weren't. We were drinking beer uh, for this one. And uh, and get ready to uh, take a deep dive into Run the Jewels' latest uh, hip-hop masterpiece, Run the Jewels 3. So let's head on down to the basement, folks. There we go. There we go. No, 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 no. We got it. We got it. We got it. That's why I am going to be rude and have the headphones in the whole time so I can see. Uh, Quinn Myers, welcome back to the basement. It's been a while. You've been it traveling been the world, sir. I have indeed. And now I'm. What'd you find out? I found out. I found out that uh, overnight buses in Chile don't put toilet paper on the in the bus bathroom. Yeah. Um, Why would you need that? I find out. Have, have, I found did out, you not know the rock and roll rules? Like n- no dropping the deuce in the bathroom. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, precisely the why they don't do it. Yeah. Uh, I found out that uh, there's free Wi-Fi at Machu Picchu. Oh. Which. <laughs> Coming uh, from space aliens. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, <laughs> space aliens and. Uh, nine dollar lattes that people buy right outside. Oh um, shit! <laughs> yeah. So, other than that, I uh, I don't know what I found out. Um, 
What did you learn about yourself <laughs> on this journey of self-exploration? That was rhetorical. You don't have to answer. <laughs> okay, then I won't. At, at any rate, we are we're here. This is the uh, we made it through 2016. We are now in 2017. It was Mr. Quinn Myers, ex-proprietor of Above the Bayou. It was back just for a few days here. I think you're, you're taking off soon. Uh, Ian Taranji, you heard over there. Uh, you've heard him on we on Nels Klein podcast. You were on the Tribe Called Quest recently, right? Right. And uh, and my friend Paul, who we'll argue with. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're, you guys ready? Uh, you know, this was a Christmas miracle. What we're going to be kicking off the year with uh, for a couple reasons. First of all, I think we were all waiting for this album, right? You know, I know you were. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was nothing to talk about this year because Bowie's dead. But his album isn't coming out again. Like nobody's putting out an album. I hope we don't kill these guys by talking about them. Uh, but Run the Jewels, Killer Mike and LP put out their album about a month early. Dropped it on late, late Christmas Eve. Everybody found out about it Christmas morning. It was a nice little Christmas present. Uh, if you aren't familiar with them, um, I don't know what. Why, you're why are you listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they are. Uh, and we're gonna. I think we're gonna talk about this a little. They are now the the. I think the most recognizable rap duo in the world, uh, easily. Uh, they are Marcus Dowling, who couldn't be here because he's lame, uh, and we don't need his opinions anyways, right? No, well, it's good to get. Yeah, him. I kind of like you his think? opinions. Actually. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna air him out, but everybody else has his back. Um, <laughs> I was just gonna join. If it was pile on, I was gonna pile on. <laughs> if we're gonna say good things about so, Dowling, all right, he's great. Um. Uh, where was I? <laughs> rap duo. Uh, most yeah, recognizable rap, rap, rap duo. So, so yeah, so these guys started off as a small project. Basically, uh, LP put out uh, Cancer for Cure. Well, he produced Killer Mike's album, rap music, then put out Cancer for Cure, which we was one of the first albums we talked about. I don't think you were there. This is over to Andres. Uh, it's an amazing album. And they both got like a good bit of kudos, and they said, hey, fuck it, dude, let's tour. Turns out people looked at him and they're like, you guys are motherfucking superheroes. So they rode it off the success of Run the Jewels 1. Run the Jewels 2 comes out in, what, 2014? I think 14. it's 2014, yeah. yeah. And uh, hit like a bomb. In fact, it, it sort of skirted around what we were doing, and, and you added it late on your list in the year, Paul. And we talked about it on that podcast, the year-end podcast, because we said, hey, this is a little, it's, a, it's abrasive. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty upfront, pretty violent album, uh, if you will. Um, didn't know how I felt about it. In in the year and a half, two years since then, I think we can all agree we feel pretty good about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was one. I, I added it to my list at the end and pretty much instantly knew I'd put it too low. Like, I, I, look at my, I looked yeah. at my list a month later, and I was like, I just had it too calcified in my head, so I kind of like slotted it in, and I'm like, this should have been, you know, top five, and I had it, you know, somewhere. Yeah, I think I think it was my number one of 2014, and I think it hit me like like a kick straight to the nuts. Like the moment I the moment I started listening to it, I was like, whoa, all right, yeah, it's on. Well, I mean, like, it, kicks, I love, it I, kicks off yeah, <laughs> like, pretty bang this bitch the fuck out. Yeah, um, in between uh, then and now, we had a project that I I know I had high hopes for, uh, meow the jewels. <laughs> Which I think can, can we can we all agree that that was probably the result of just uh, too much pot, yeah. yeah, or the and the internet, yeah, begging for it. 
in its But the internet, do you glory. mean me? Stoned internet. <laughs> Stoned internet. I mean, I do feel like you are the prime audience for so, that album. We were talking back and forth with the PR guy. They're like, look, if they drop this and it's what we think it is, we will do the review in cat noises. <laughs> Live. <laughs> yeah. No Live. No overdubs. And he was like, hell yeah. You know, respect. It turns out that album just wasn't good, and it wasn't what we thought it was. It was like the same songs, little remixes, and then some in the background once in a while you hear meow. Well, when they did that trailer for Meow the Jewels, like right. when, I, when it when I first heard that, I was like, oh, this could this is going to be good. This is going to be good. And you're right, the album didn't quite live up to yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so now we're up to uh, they are here back uh, to save the universe on on Run the Jewels three. Uh, I I'm going to start this up by saying this is. Uh, Easily their best album. Um, it is at least the best sounding album, the best produced album. This is uh, I, I tend to divide this group into LP and Killer Mike, even though they are a duo. Uh, I've always like LP stuff. Uh, this is him. I, I don't know anybody who's producing shit like this now. Like the his work on this album is stellar. If they don't win like Grammys, which we're also going to talk about because I think they can, and I think they might have shot for that. Uh, and you know, paired with. Same old Killer Mike. Uh, so let's start with Paul, since you were the, the big fan of uh, Run Jules Tool, too. And what are you oh, feeling? I, I mean, I, I love this album. Um, I think that at this point, having listened to it several times, but having you know listened to Run the Jewels 2 many, many, many times, I still am partial to Run the Jewels 2 because I like uh, the more direct abrasive approach there's nothing there's nothing on this album that hits as hard as the hardest parts of run the jewels 2 but as a cohesive statement i think it flows together and makes more sense and you're right it's the best produced album yeah. they've ever made like lp's on his game i think killer mike's on his game too like you say same old killer mike lyrically it's same old killer mike but i think that he's you know he he and LP work together really well and oh, yeah. he matches his flow to LP's beats and vice versa. Right. This isn't just him like RTJ2 was well planned but kind of unhinged rage in a lot of parts. And yeah. that's what made it that's what made it great. <laughs> that's what made it, yeah. Um and here it's like, okay, we've had some time to think about it and we're putting our statements out there uh well, in, the, a, in mean, a well-paced we, way. We, we've got the album cover up on the screen down yeah. there in this macked out new podcast basement. And you know the uh, the pistol and the fist are now gold plated. Yeah. So I think that says a lot about like where this... run the jewels live at the garden. Run the so. jewels live <laughs> at the garden. Um, you know, I it's funny because I went back and listened to all uh, three of them today, and from start to finish, they have a habit that I think they continue on this where they they really front load their, their albums and just out out of the thing like a cannon shot. And then it just sort of dies a little bit in the middle. On this, what was interesting is that it picks up again. Yeah. I don't know if it picks up. Like, a lot of people have said Panther Like a Panther is just a great song. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, it's interesting uh, because, but. Well, but Thieves is right in the middle of the album, and that's one of the tightest songs on the see, album. That, to me, that's the worst song. And we were, and Quinn and I were just talking about it. I, I think that song, in fact, my notes are simply just like boring. <laughs> I really like twenty one hundred, and that's in the middle of the album. And of course, we were I, just talking before the before the mics came on. The last song on the album, well, the last is song is important, and, and that's that's the linchpin. And I think that's what people are focused on, yeah. which we'll get to that. But I I agree. I think uh, it does pick up back up. I actually, besides thieves, it kind of falls a little flat for me in the middle, kind of somewhere in between that Danny Brown track. Mm-hmm. I didn't love stay gold or don't get captured, and then 
from thieves maybe starting with thieves and then into that the this is 2100 and i really like panther I like a panther uh and i think it kind of like blends you get their political side and in it and it's but it is like a little more thought out especially they're like killer mike's talking about reparations and like it's it's a more fine it's a fine it's a little bit of a finer point than rtj2 yeah but i mean talking about reparations i mean this is a uh at least in my mind this is this is sort of a pop album this is pop rap uh and i don't mean that pejoratively i mean they're so fucking good at this there's i you and i said this to someone today there's no way you could hear this and be like nah i just i just don't like if if you like anything remotely like this they're operating such a high level of craft that this is like it's perfect but when i dug deeper like i didn't find all these things except for that last song which is like just outright political and it states everything that they've stood for but throughout the rest of the album, you know, they say things like that, even on 2100, which I want to actually play. So we're trying to figure out what songs to play. You know, they've got these weird messages. Like he has a line that says, clean oil, my Kalashnikov stockpile 10 for me and friends in case we get shit, in case shit get popping off. And then like eight bars later, and I refuse to kill another human being in the name of government because I don't study war no more. Like these are two like very opposing like viewpoints. So it's like talking about, because a lot of what he's talking about, look, Killer Mike was a Bernie bro, and a lot of what he's talking about yeah. is is wanting a better world, and that is a lot of, if you go back through LP's catalog, his stuff is very, like, sci-fi, because he wants to go to the dystopian future, and, and he wants it to be better. But isn't that, it isn't part of what they're getting at right there, though, the uh, the conflict that I think that a lot of folks are feeling right now, like, I don't... <laughs> I don't I don't like war. I want to see peace, but if war is coming, you have right. to protect your family. Like you're you're well, having that's to what deal I don't with know, that because some, because there. somewhere in there in the song before, you know, he's like, you know, fucking the the preacher's wife. Right. I mean, they they do they do balance and they've always done this well. They like humor absurdist side with the political. Like uh a verse a verse from called Ticketron, which is kind of right. a ridiculous absurd song. Yeah. <laughs> uh really fun. Uh, Killer Mike goes, uh, and if aliens are here, please tell me how near. Do you come in peace or should everybody fear? I'll wait, I'll wait your reply with a blunt and a beer. I'd be the high guy with the belly and the beard. So, like, <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Actually, let's play that. That's okay, let's, let's, yeah. let's, right. let's play. This is a call to Katron. They actually opened for Jack White at Madison Square Garden, nice. which would have been like better than Jack White. <laughs> Sorry to say. Um, so let me, just, let me let me make a controversial statement at this point. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me just say, I kind of approach this album a little bit differently than I do hip hop because I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a musician and so I don't always pay as much attention to lyrics. I pay attention to harmony yeah. and melody and, and, and rhythm and, and interesting things with beats when they flip beats and things like that and, and how you layer sound, um, on top of each other. And so just knowing how political killer Mike has been over the last year and the sort of dystopian Trumpian future that he now faces, um, I was curious to hear like what his lyrical content was going to be. So I really focused on the lyrics and there's a lot of like really great stuff. There's a ton of great stuff in this album and far more than I could write down in my, right, right, my right, detailed right. notes. But, um, but then that, then when I, so it, when I went back and listened to it, um, I, I started to hear, I think more things musically. I, I, it started to, uh, come together because I think my, my, my first, hearing on christmas morning was kind of like okay it's kind of paint by numbers rtj mm-hmm. uh i mean which is very very good yeah yeah but um the more i listened to it the more i really kind of dug into uh especially some of the bangers right up front like down i thought was a little um down but right. talk to me and legend has it i feel like are 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 great bangers like but, like fun so- so classic you know, RTJ. We're, we're getting into the content. Like, do you think that they've covered this ground before, and they're just like recovering? Because I mean, get, look, they've always played the part of the, the braggadocio of rap, and that's look, that's a history of rap. And yeah. if, if you're doing pop rap, right? You know, you include that, and you do it better. If if Run DMC came out and did any of these songs, like, I'd just be like, fuck yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, this is the type of like old school rap that they're sort of honoring, uh, but. Like, is there enough content there, do you think, to sort of offset that? Because after a while of that, it's just sort of like, eh, you guys have made this before. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, well, that's the thing. the last song. But that's the thing. I do feel like they had stuff to say. And I don't, and I don't think it's all on the last song. Don't Get Captured, I think, talks a lot mm-hmm. about gentrification. Um, 2100, I thought, had some really, really deep lines. Um, and Thieves, I thought, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Once again, they bring back their braggadocio, comical manner mm-hmm. to address kind of serious issues. Like, I was joking, like, can we please talk about the Don Lemon diss? But it is, like, I was, like, listening, I was listening in the car over here, and I was like, do they just, like, call out Don Lemon? Uh, and <laughs> yeah, he, was a C, he was a CNN anchor, and... <laughs> I was like, and it, who who got drunk as fuck on New Year's? And right, so like, they, yeah. it's oh. like it's like it's like kind of an easy target, but it also they're kind of talking about something serious there about like the validity of a newscaster to insert himself. Like the the line is, CNN got dummy Don in the air talking about how he smelled that ganja in the air. Don't we don't know and don't we don't care? Get that punk motherfucker out of here. So like that's a reference to Don Lemon. Um, kind of speaking down to certain communities. Right. And so like they, 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 they start out at this like funny kind of seemingly randomly picked, picking things out of the, out of the ether. And then they narrow it down, I think, and actually get to a a solid point. Yeah. And I think that, I I think that's a really good point. And I, I would just a hundred percent disagree with the idea that they're just (laughs) repeating themselves here. This is, um, they have a perspective as as all artists do 
but I think that this is them providing a more detailed and different type of commentary than they did before. Even if the points are the same, mm-hmm. they're said in a different way with a perspective of, you know, with a different perspective than they had before. Like this last two years have been big for run the jewels and they've been yeah. very interesting times for the country as well, especially on the issues that they like to talk about. And so, Mike's been right on the front lines. Yeah. So yeah. it's, I think you bring that perspective in and you bring that, that storytelling character. I think they're not running out of, material and it's certainly no rest, less right. relevant than it was two years ago right so. right but are, are are they yeah maybe i'm maybe i'm just not hearing the density of this album that you guys are hearing well it's i mean it also what do you compare are you comparing it to their last album are you comparing it to well, i mean to it, it's, very, it's, it's very like, yeah well i sort of i think you kind of sort of i'm comparing it to the tribe called quest thing yeah it, it's it's very easy for an artist to just say hey this shit's bad and then you, and again, when you pair that with like, check out my dick, it's so big, like I, that it gets lost through everything. And I understand that somebody somewhere might think that that is, is a good way to sell it to people who aren't going to listen to it. But at this point in time, everybody's going to listen to what r yeah, Gay says. I, but see, that's the thing is now you want them to change what Ooh, they are right. because of what you perceive that they're trying to well, do. Well, I don't want them to change. Like, I, I never liked that part of what they were. No, well, th- that's the thing. Well, then you just don't like the way that they're going about telling their <laughs> right, stories. Right, right, so that's, yeah. okay, that's different. Now we're di- now we're digging down into it. I think what they do is very effective, yeah. and I think that that's the way, I think that's the way that they operate. And, you know, it's, it's what Killer Mike did on rap music, too. Like, you've got tracks on there like Reagan that are just blistering it up front. Yeah. Other stuff that is that is more narrative and story based, and then others where he's really using the where he's really using the humor, and I think you see a lot of that here too. It's less, other than the last track, and maybe don't get captured. It's less upfront mm-hmm. than RTJ two was, but I think that that's by design, and I think it's really effective given where they are. Because if they had just as much as we all want some of that stuff, and as much as I'm missing some of those tracks, if they put yeah. out RTJ two part two. Then we'd be saying, well, where's the gear? Where, like, have yeah. you, where's the shift? Right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and also, like, you know, there is no, and, and there never will be in the history of popular music, anything as good as run backwards through a field of dicks. Let's <laughs> 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 just, just, like, let's just put that out there right now. Like, that's that's never going to be topped. Uh, but there are, I mean, there are some pretty good disses on this. And, like, that is something that, like, LP is really good at. LP, like, he, yeah. He's, he's a good writer that way. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about, a lot about the uh, the last song, so let's let's hear a little bit of it. This is uh, a report to shareholders uh, slash kill your masters featuring uh, old Age Against the Machine himself, Zach De La Rocha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A horse, of course, but who rides is important. Sitting high with a uniform, barking orders, demanding order. And I'm scared that I talk too much about what I think's going on. I got away with this, they might drag me away for this. Put me in a cage for this, I might pay for this. So just say what I want like I'm made for this. But I'm afraid some days I might be wrong. Maybe that's why me and Mike get along. Hey, not for the same part of town, but we both hear the same sound coming. Woo! And it sounds like war, Woo! and it breaks our hearts. When I started this band, didn't have no plans, didn't see no arc. Uh, just run with the crap, have a couple laughs, make a fucking dash, yeah, yeah. Get a little dap, like, yeah, I'm the fucking man, yeah. 
Maybe give a little back, like here I do what I can. It's all so smoke, so the truth starts scheming. Can't contain it, it's stained for y'all demons. Talk cleaning, bomb hospitals, so I speak with the foulest mouth possible. And I drink like a Vulcan, losing all faith in the logical. I will not be confused with docile, I'm free, motherfucker. Like, when I hear that song, that's actually the one of the jewels that I want. You know, there, there's a line in there, um, basically says, you know, me and Mike from different parts of town, uh, but we still hear, we hear the same sound, and that sound is war. Yeah, I can give you the exact quote. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or can you? Because I can't read my hand right now. You know what? In 2017, <laughs> facts don't matter. In 2017, matter. I'm going to write better. We are better. in a country where facts don't matter, so. Not from the same part of town, but we both hear the same sound coming, and it's the sound of war. Maybe that's why me and Mike get along. Yeah. And, I mean, that is, uh, besides being a sentiment, I think that people need to hear, like, that's a call to action. Uh, that's just a beautiful description of their friendship. Yeah, I mean th- that is what is so mind blowing about this album. Like I have, I have, I have so many problems with a lot of the content. It just the misogyny in it, which is in all in all hip hop. It's just it's not you know we we just shit on uh, Anderson Pac for his No Worries thing because it was just like you don't need to do that in 2016. Now it's 2017. You definitely don't need to do that. But I can't. I can't hate them i can't just like i love you guys man yeah Yeah. well it's definitely i i mean i definitely see it as i guess i i guess i see the political side of 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 this album as okay uh trump is our president and a lot of people are freaking the fuck out but guess what this is the reality that we've been living. This war that you're gearing up for, we've been fighting right. all along. Right. Maybe. I, I kind of got that sense just 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 kind of listening to their, um, you know, I mean, because look, as as politically involved as Killer Mike was, and to be so like all in with Bernie, and to be staring down a United States with Donald Trump as president, um, has to not. Sit well yeah, but Killer Mike didn't have doesn't. like great things to say. I mean, to be clear, what's that? He, he 
didn't have great things to say. He was on this album. No, uh, when, politically, uh, politically, yeah. He, he, I think he had great things to say for a while. For a while, I, yeah. And then yeah, I think yeah. he had. Yeah, not, he had interesting, not things helpful to say. things to say. Right, right, and uh, and you know, a little bit that that made it on this album. Right, um, but I mean, we can just call it out. I mean, he was basically like, "Fuck Hillary." Yeah. You know, fuck her right in the ass, and I'm not voting for her, and y'all shouldn't vote for her either. Right, and the thing and, about and that that mentality, like at the risk of being, you know, the old man who remembers like 2000, like that mentality to me, I could see it coming, and 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 it's really destructive. And you know, all those people who are, you know, at at Standing Rock, but mm. but wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton. Well, guess what you're getting. The yeah, EP- no, you're no, getting no. you're getting you're getting a guy leading the APA who doesn't like the EPA. No, I mean, and and, I mean, in, that, and in that sense, like this album, like that stuff does make a lot of sense because I mean, people are gonna uh, probably and we can't see the future, but start to feel really bad, and there's yeah. a lot to feel really good, really silly shit on this album. Uh, Excuse him, wah, bitch. Right, right. <laughs> that's fucking. That's so like not a thing. Yeah. It's okay to like say, but it's just like. But then they come back like one verse later and totally redeem themselves, and yeah. it's it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was very curious to hear what he was going to say um, on this album. And like I said, that's why I, I I focused so much lyrically, and then it gave me an opportunity to kind of go back and hear it musically mm-hmm. uh, with a different ear. But um, I was wondering if it was going to be. And and again, and I don't also know when he crafted a lot of these lyrics. If they were in the aftermath of the election, or if they were things that have been sitting around before. I, I feel would, like I before. Think. I feel like though they work pretty think. quickly. Uh, you know, if you have one person doing all the background production, yeah. and you're just like, "Hey, I have this thing to say," and just come in and do it, knock it out. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, looking at the track list, man, it's like like "Oh Mama," it's a great song. It's the best rap song called Oh Mama I know. Yeah. And yeah. there are definitely a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Oma, I, I can't get with you guys on Thieves, but uh, yeah, we didn't hear 2100, did we? Let's hear a snippet of it before we get out of here. It is wartime, check your wrist. Ready, kid? Over to your right, shine a light. Got a baby ready for the fight. I just want to live. I don't want to ever have to load a clip. Only hunt bliss. I am still a kid in my heart, but these motherfuckers sick. They don't give a shit, not at all. They don't even want to let you take a little piss in a pot. Listen along, they don't want your love. Shit is bug. Motherfuckers steady getting rich from the blood. Love when you bet. Trust, I'm a sooner put a fucking pair of lips to the sun. Love will survive when I'm under iridescent lights for our lives. I would be surprised if we ever got the penis over. Alive is tonight, wild for the night. Look into my eyes, I'm standing at your side for the fight. Minds over mice, swear to God, they can barely even see the dog. They don't see the size of the fight. Wake up, drink water, smoke blunt, clean oil, my Kalista car. Stop pile peeing for me and friends, case shit, get the popping off. The evening news giving you views, telling you to pick your master for president. Been behind the curtain, seen the devil working, came back with some evidence. I'm here to tell you, don't let them tell you what's right, wrong. Make love, smoke, good, try to laugh hard and live long. That's the antidote, you defeat the devil when you hold on the hope. Cause getting folk, life is beautiful and we ain't got to die for the mother men. And I refuse to kill another human being. Well, for it sounded as, as good there as it did on the Judgment Night soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Fall? No? I roll. Uh, I roll, okay. <laughs> so, like, uh... I really dug the line right where we were just cutting it off right yep. there that, uh, you know, uh, he's not going to go and, and, and fight 
you know, other poor people. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole Muhammad Ali thing during Vietnam. Right, 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 right. Um, and I don't remember what the second thing was. Well, I mean, and, and so that point, so so that that is a message, and that's a message people need to hear. And back to the silliness and the dichotomy and the lyrics and thinking this is the last time I'll talk about because we got to sort of get out of here. Would that message be better delivered if there was a lot less like, check out my big dick, I was fucking that bitch, smoking that blunt, blah, blah, blah? No, I think no? That sti- no. I think stylistically, this just this is who they are, and you need you know, artists have a voice. I don't think that this is. I, th- I think that it's more deconstructing the misogyny and using it as a tool than it is it, than it is than it is reveling. I, I don't it. think it's that. Yeah. I don't I think do. it's that. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it revels in it. This is an action Bronson. You know. <laughs> 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 Fuck that's delicious. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. It's good. It's you're, you're, you're the one who brought it to my attention. I think on the podcast, you're like, there's a show called Fuck That's Delicious. Well, yeah, I think because there was a whole controversy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty, it's, yeah. The show is pretty, is entertaining. More entertaining than his music, I think. Yeah. I thought Ghostface was, went way overboard with Action Bronson. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. No, I, 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 I tend to lean more towards Paul's view than, yeah. than, than yours on the, on kind of, it's to me, that's, that's, those are sort of like quintessential hip-hop tropes that right you know i mean it's like it, it'd be like saying you're a jazz player but you can't play uh you know autumn leaves or something i mean you know you gotta this is that's sort of like that's foundational in hip-hop i i think to to maybe bridge where you two are coming from from the the political conversation mm-hmm. like is this album political and how is it political it's political in snippets and like sound bites almost mm-hmm. it, it is a, it's a yeah, sound bite that, that's, that's actually my point and there's like, not like this it there's not this overarching narrative of a of to pimp the butterfly or something like that but i don't i'm not looking for that here and i think i'm mostly satisfied with what what i get here and it's not just criticisms about race and poverty it's also like called ticketron is like kind of mocking their success a little bit i think mm-hmm. and mocking like the whole yeah like uh, like he has that line about oh, like promoters call what is it something about the promoters calling him or some some name or something. Uh, not a facts based podcast. Not facts based. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> my point is like there are there are some very nuanced uh, social criticisms here, even if they only pop up for one verse. But I think but I think that that is totally consistent. I agree with you. It's not like a it's not a story album. It's not a no, it's not conceptual yeah. like that. But I do think that they have a consistent perspective throughout and that it's examining different I, I would facets agree. of I would that agree. perspective. Yeah, I, I, I agree. agree. And, and, and my question, and it literally was a question. It wasn't like, yeah. this is what I want out of it. It was, you know, and we asked this a lot of people leading up to the election is like, if you have a voice, do you say something? What do you do? Like, how, how do we bridge this? They're obviously on the other side yeah. of, of this administration. But, but I think that's the thing is that... <sighs> But it's, but it's a legitimate question, but everybody's going to have to use their voice in their own way. Like saying, okay, you've got a megaphone. Now here's the particular way you have to use it. That's yeah, just not the way that art yeah. works. No, some no, people, no, some no, people yeah. use satire. Some people use light comedy and throw a couple of jabs in there. Some people are deadly earnest the whole time. Some people put together the, the magnum opus. Like this yeah. is and to be using on, the voice. To be developed. honest, dude, like this is actually uh, for people who wouldn't normally listen to like message music. This is more insidious, yeah, and, and could be more potent because people who are like 
come to that. Be like, hey, you hear Mike yeah. talk about his dick? Yeah. And then the very next line. You know, this, isn't, this isn't, you know, Common putting out, you know, his his spoken word or something. And then <laughs> yeah. everybody who doesn't listen to Common just ignores it. Like, right. <laughs> right. This is going to be everywhere. Yeah. And a lot of people oh, are going to listen to it. It is going to be everywhere. Like, like I said earlier, I was trying to figure out what was going to be Mike's kind of state of mind mm-hmm. now that he's facing, you know, uh, Trump's America. And I was wondering if it was going to be somewhat, and, 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 and maybe it was unfair because, like, you know, I think like we discussed before, it was probably the, a lot of these lyrics were already written. But that kind of also makes my point. Like, was he going to be self-reflective and, and, and thinking back about maybe he was mistaken? And, and I think he's not. He's, he's unapologetic. And, and like I was saying earlier, I feel like he's saying, listen, y'all are freaking out, freaking the fuck out. And this shit's been going on. Yeah. Long before, uh, you know, Trump showed up long before even Obama showed up. And so, um, it's, it's political in, in that sense. And, and I, you know, I, I like what and, he had in to that say. sense too, even on the first song, like uh, I do, you know, I, I've been picking on killer Mike a little bit, but he tends to have the raw lyrics on, on all of their albums. But even the, the, song, the song down acknowledges it acknowledges where he came from and where he is. And I, I don't know if it's the last song, uh, is talking uh, about uh, like LP is like telling him like put down your demons because you're gonna be a fucking millionaire and guess what he's a millionaire <laughs> yeah they're fucking rap superheroes they're music superheroes that's I mean that's that's the long and short of it they are great they and, are great uh, and maybe we need them now more than ever I'm know. I'm curious what the next album is gonna sound like as we move into uh, yeah if it'll be our, an album if our we'll, just our just future. Uh, you know, animal noises. Like yeah. what else? <laughs> Hits from the bong. Hits um, from the bong lamp. So, so we have, bong, we have a new, we have a jewels. We have a slightly new rating system. We Hold on a second. Around. I just want to hashtag yeah. bong the jewels. Bong the jewels. Let's see if we can get that going. No. All right. Yes. Uh, you know what? If it shows up in their merch store, you sir, as a lawyer, you copyrighted that shit or trademarked it. I am officially trademarking that. Um, so we have a little bit of an uh, adjustment to our rating system, uh, mainly because people, uh, hi Patrick, <laughs> don't buy. <laughs> no, just it just he could not handle it. So, uh, so basically, what we're saying, three thousand word emails yes, about yeah, it. Yes. So, the, so now we have a buy, and we have a try. Now, try can be try however you like to do it. Now we know what CD got shut down, but there are things popping up in their place. Or you can try it on YouTube. You can try it on what are some other things these days, Quinn? Anything? Uh, like any streaming Pandora? service? Yeah, anything. It's I everywhere. Heard, I heard the uh, phrase for the first time today: SoundCloud kid. Like, oh yeah, she's really a huge SoundCloud kid as a diss, and I got really excited <laughs> as a diss. Yeah, like, 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 <laughs> like somebody sent me a SoundCloud album that I couldn't get anywhere else, and I couldn't download it, and I was just like, no, not listening to that. Well, the SoundCloud kids would disagree. <laughs> they, they would be pretty stoked. You're right. And instead of pass, we're going to go with the times. Sad. Exclamation point. So that is our rating system going forward in 2017. Uh, Paul, we're going to start off with you. What are you going to do? I mean, come on. This is a buy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Taranji. Buy. Yeah. Gwen. I'm going to buy. I am, I'm excited about this album. It makes me want to revisit the last two albums, which yeah. I only had a. Have you heard Cancer for Cure? I have, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, great album. But I again, I'm not as familiar as it with it uh, as I would like to be. So I think this inspired me to go back and because they've been these both of these guys have been around for like 20 years. Yeah, they have tons much. of shit. Yeah, so, 
They're our age. Paul. Ian. <laughs> not, not your age, Quinn. Uh, I'm also going to buy it because how could you not fucking buy this? Like I said, this is this is irresistible. This is they are at the top of their game. I, I joked off mic, so they are the U2 of rap. They, but they, I meant what I meant is they are in a rarefied air. I don't know in like my lifetime that there has been anybody better than this that I've heard that has received such widespread acceptance. And maybe the numbers would disagree, but I can't, I can't turn a corner. And granted, it's the circles I run in, but some people, somebody just being like, "Run the jewels or the fucking shit." Yeah, like that. That's. I will, I will say we should do a slight modification of the rating system for this one because since they give away all their albums for free, no, you can buy the vinyl. Okay, yeah, so buy the physical or the go physical. see them live. Yeah, or go see them live, which they will be playing here on Thursday. This Can comes out on Monday. I will be in the pit shooting, show. so maybe I'll get a little dap from them. Nice. Very, very lovely. Uh, thank you guys for coming down. This is the first uh, first one of the year. Hopefully we don't kill anybody. Thank you. Yeah, you get the run up, the fist. Run up, the run the <laughs> <laughs> There you go, our first review of 2017 in the can. Uh, Run the Jewels 3, uh, uh, despite my concerns with it, a, a, a phenomenal effort from uh, LP and Killer Mike. Uh, that album is actually available for free. If you go to their site, I think you, they cost you an email. Uh, but yeah, you just give them your email and you can get it for free. And uh, you can't really beat that. They, you know, they, they, it is so hard to like criticize anything they do because that's here's the secret formula. They love making music. They love making music with each other. They they love celebrating their friendship, and then they love sharing it with you for free. So what? Come on, man. Uh, I know we don't live in a perfect world, but if 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 the world were perfect, everything would be that simple. Um, thanks again to Paul, Ian, and uh, Quinn for coming down. Uh, hopefully, you hear a lot more from them. Uh, as we go through the year. Uh, right now, before we get out of here, though, I want, I want to talk to you about a little band called 100 Visions. Now, back in 2012, we were pretty hype on an album of theirs called Permanent Basement. Uh, this album was... I don't even know how to describe it. It it you know mixes like Elvis Costello, it mixes punk. It, it's just a... It's, it, was, it was a shot right, right in the arm of uh, uh, through all the uh, sort of bullshit indie rock that was going on at the time. Uh... I think a year later they put out an album called Spite. This is a little different, no less awesome. It's a lot angrier too. This name Spite, and um, around that time we had them in the basement, talked to them, super rad dudes. They were opening for Ockerville River, so they were getting a little heat there. And at the time we talked to them and said, "Oh, their third album is already in the can now." So it's been a few years since then, and. Uh, I kept up with him a little and occasionally emailed the drummer, Eric Loftus, and say, hey, man, what's going on? And so I emailed him uh, recently at the end of last year and said, hey, uh, where is this album, Bruto Pueblo? And he said, oh, well, shit, it's almost done. Uh, I forgot to tell you. And, and uh turns out it is. It turns out it came out on Burger Records only as a cassette, um, but I think they might have a few left. So so here you have a band with that we've been waiting for an album for forever, and it's finally here, and I want you to hear a song from it. So if you're ready uh, to sort of, this is, ooh, man, this is, this is a good one. This is sort of angry. This is, this is out there. This is psychedelic. This is, 
This is ah, this is so groovy. Uh, I'm gonna play you a song called "Ditch Punk's Prayer" off of Hundred uh, Visions' new album "Brutal Pueblo." Okay, let's go.
Punk's Prayer off of 100 Visions Brutal Pueblo. It is out now. Uh, it is not streaming anywhere. It is not. You have to actually go out and get it uh, for a cassette order from Burger Records. We will put the link in the show notes, but hopefully in the next uh, next few months, you'll see that pop up. Maybe on SoundCloud somewhere. Has to be somewhere. Guys, guys in 100 Visions, if you're listening, like the album's too good. Uh, just to leave it relegated to a cassette. So that is our podcast for this week. We thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can rate us there. Also, you can leave us a message, give us some feedback. There's always the comment section below. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Play, uh, Stitcher. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. We're going to start uploading there again. Uh, we're pretty much uh, everywhere you could possibly listen to us. And if you have, if if you're having problems getting it, uh, email me. And I'll see that you get a copy of the podcast. It's pretty easy. And yeah, um, I can just like you know give you a file and whatnot. Also, want to point out uh, some of our interstitial music here is is provided uh, most generously from Aquatic Gardener, uh, otherwise known as Jamal Gray. He heads up a group called Nog Champa here in Washington D.C. Uh, that are working on I think their debut EP coming out soon. We'll have more information about that later on in the year. But he has uh, he's long been uh, working on in low-key DC hip-hop and weirdness and that stuff, and he put out a great uh, EP at the end of last year. So so I said, hey man, can we uh, use your music, because it's awesome, uh, sort of transition stuff, and he said, yeah. So uh, we'll put a link in, in, in any podcast that we're using that in, and, and go get it. It's up on Bandcamp. It's a $10 buy. Uh, well worth it. One of my favorite things from last year. So that's it. That's your podcast for Monday of this week. Tune in on Thursday uh, when myself, Marcus Dowling, and uh, Eduardo, you know Eduardo, uh, you know, he's the guy who takes care of the 311 CDs. But we're sitting down and, and going down a little discologist path. We're talking about the Fuji's The Score, an album which I actually never heard before. We talked about this, so it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating uh, conversation uh, for that. So... Uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you in a few. Uh, until then, uh, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon. <laughs> 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 You're no be